Hey guys, welcome back to the SD Local Podcast. My name is Steven Levinson, and I'm your host and your local 401k specialist. Now, I'm really excited because today we have Dr. Casey Madden coming on. She's an upper cervical chiropractor, and she's really making a big difference in the lives of those that are suffering from chronic pain. Dr. Casey has personally healed dozens of people who describe their life as being transformed from managing their pain to now thriving and living their lives without that chronic pain. Dr. Madden is so passionate about her practice. She's active and she loves working with patients who are motivated for long-term results. From moms and families to young professionals, from fibromyalgia to chronic migraines, Dr. Casey has seen great results with every patient who is willing to commit to their long-term health. We are very excited to have her on so we can learn more about her personally and dive deeper into her practice. So stay tuned. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's good to meet you in person. And I think uh, the online, we were kind of dogging a little bit on the Zoom <laughs> meetings, but here we are. And because of the Zoom meetings, you're you're here. And so I appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, sharing your practice, personal, you know, life, what got you to, you know, this point. And so first and foremost, like, just give us a little brief background on who you are, where you come from. If you're not from San Diego, how'd you get here? Yeah, and I am not a fifth generation San Diego. <laughs> I am a uh, two years in San Diego, but cool. uh, military. So we moved around a bunch uh-huh. and mostly the East Coast side, uh, Florida, Alabama, North Dakota, up and down over there. And then actually a little bit of Hawaii. Um, and then Hawaii's I settled good. halfway through right here. <laughs> yeah. You found your way. I did. My husband's from here. So Very second cool. generation. Very cool. Not as cool as five, but nah. <laughs> but um, it's beautiful. I love it. Water's not as warm as Florida, mm. so I do miss that. But the weather's a lot more temperate. Yes, for sure. It's definitely <laughs> it's for so those hot. that are used to Florida or even Hawaii. It, it's uh, it's kind of a shock how cold and it is. and uh, it kind of it gets kind of gnarly. It's a desert. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. It gets like cold at night yep. and I'm not used to just, I want one temperature. Humid, this is very uh, strange. Like yeah. 20 degree range every day. Where in Florida are you from? The Panhandle, like Pensacola area. Oh, okay. All the military bases are there. Yeah. <laughs> so. So you're a military kid or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Both my parents, Air Force pilots. Oh. Yeah. Both. Both pilots, both return, uh, retired colonels. Very cool. So you came from a family that was no nonsense. And oh, yeah. A line of badass. Yeah. <laughs> no nonsense. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so while you were in Florida, did you, you went out to, you went to school in Florida? Like, uh, what university did you go to? What's. I'm a Gator, University oh, of Florida. Okay. Cool. Undergrad. Um, and then grad school in Texas. So kind of all over, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I did, um, undergrad kind of like pre-med and then had a really incredible experience with my sister within chiropractic which is what turned me into wanting to do that for grad school 
So this is something that inspired you to get into chiropractic work. What what was that? She is 14 years younger than me, same parents, but um, she was two years old, so I was 16, and woke up one morning and she wasn't able to walk. Hmm. and we didn't know what to do. We lived in Alabama at the time. They took her to Birmingham because that's all the best, like, children's hospital in the state, mm-hmm. and they did a bunch of tests. They just put her on antibiotics. They had no idea, and her leg was, like, kind of blue, and she was in a lot of pain and crying for almost a week, and they didn't really know, and my mom's best friend at the time said, you should take her to my chiropractor, and we had never been to one before, never heard of it for kids especially. We're like, that's kind of weird, but my mom was like, I'm willing to try anything. So I was in the room and I saw the woman do the exam and I saw her adjust her and my sister got up and walked after not for almost a week. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty incredible. Wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so that right there was kind of like, wow, this is something I'm really interested in. Like, did you right. dedicate yourself to, to this like right after that? Or is it something that <clears throat> you're like, you know, this is something I'm really interested in getting into? It was actually kind of a, that's incredible. I want to learn more about it. Uh-huh. And then I shadowed a few other doctors, um, actually a, a para jumper, retired, was injured from his work, ended up going to a chiropractor, got his life back, decided he wanted to be a chiropractor. And I was shadowing his practice and I just had an incredible moment of this is my vocation. He was telling a story about a mom who wasn't able to be a good mom. She was on pain medication from surgery, was eventually just like found in the kitchen bleeding and unconscious. And and it was like she was addicted because of the pain. Yeah. And she went to see him, finally got out of pain, was able to get off her medication and like be a good mother again, which was like hit me. (laughs) Yeah. So at that moment, I was like, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really, really cool. If you don't mind just getting a little bit closer to the mic, because yeah. we want to hear your amazing voice, but sure. um, that's, that's crazy. I know. Wow. Yeah. There's, I'm, it's incredible. The life stories and majority of people get into it because they've experienced in themselves or they know someone like my mm. sister, it wasn't me, but with, um, Dr. Marshall, who is the doctor I was shadowing in Florida, it was him. He was injured in the air force. Couldn't go back to work was able to be, get healed from chiropractic and was like, this is what I'm going to do for my community. So mm-hmm. it was, it's a huge service oriented. Everyone has a really big heart typically within it. Um, and I was extremely drawn to it, obviously. Right. And I love the message that it has of your body is incredible and should be able to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And we're made to if you let it. And, exactly. And that's what chiropractic was about. And then I actually got into this different technique, which is called upper cervical. It's very like... Right niche specialized. Um, there's only 1200 doctors in the world that do it because I loved the message of your body's incredible and it can heal, but it it seemed a little bit incongruent with you have to see me the rest of your life for that to happen, which is, I feel like general chiropractic, not all chiropractors like that. Um, but with this technique, the intention is to get your body to the point where unless you have another big physical trauma, emotional, mental trauma that your body's not able to adapt to, you should be able to stabilize and hold and you shouldn't have to come in like twice a week for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that, you know, I have experience seeing chiropractors and it's amazing. I've had some really cool experiences where I had like shooting pain through my neck and kind of my upper back. I'm a jujitsu practitioner. Cool. So it's really easy for you to get tweaked up. <laughs> Trouble. And this guy who's very, very talented, he now works with a bunch of sports teams and stuff like that, comes over, quick adjustment. It's like, boom, gone. Immediately I'm better. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been stretching. I've been trying to do everything I possibly weeks. can for weeks. Yeah. And this guy just goes, oh yeah, no problem. Boom, boom, boom. You're good. And, uh, 
but then there's also it's powerful yes it's a hundred it's amazing and then but i think like you said i think a lot of people get turned off when they feel like the commitment's like a lifelong commitment yeah and that can be tough for anybody i mean no matter how committed you are to do anything forever is it's hard to commit to and it can be expensive as well yeah it can add up um i guess it depends on what you put your uh, money towards because yeah right exactly pharmaceuticals <laughs> and pills about? and stuff like that because that's also more. lifelong typically 100 percent. yeah yeah i had um someone coming in for migraines i have a lot of patients with migraines fibromyalgia like neurological conditions because it's nerve-based mm. um and she had had migraines for 31 years of her life like basically since she was a kid mm. almost once a week at least sometimes twice a week like for 31 years which is miserable have you ever had a migraine you know, I'm blessed. They're the worst. I've had a couple, but <laughs> oh, you've I'm, had a couple. I've had a couple, but okay. I'm not a chronic migraine person. Right, my body's pretty resilient. Pretty resilient. Yeah, yeah. they're miserable when yeah. you when you have them, and a lot of times people will take medication, and sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. Um, but after care, she was migraine free. She didn't have another one, and within like five to six months, she maybe had another one. So we checked her again, and then she was good again for another year. So I just check her about once a year, make sure she's holding and she's mm. migraine free. So, For those listening, so where is your practice? What's the practice called? And then just walk us through, like treat me as someone who's walking in yeah. and what it looks like, what it looks like and what, what, what the expect. process is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my office is right where the five and the eight of five split. So one exit north of UTC off of Sorrento Valley, okay. right off the eight of five. If you know the Chick-fil-A over there, that's my office area. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'm part of a, actually a franchise technically. Mm-hmm. So my, my office is called the specific and there's about 12 others around the nation. Mm-hmm. That's why I was in Hawaii for a few years. I was practicing under a doctor there for a few years. And then I moved here to open my own here. Um, and we all do the exact same technique, upper cervical, it's called upper cervical knee chest, which ironically chiropractic was founded on initially, (laughs) but, um, the guy who created it thought it was too important and powerful. He didn't want to teach to others. So BJ was like, okay, well, if there's a big issue, have them come to me and I'll do this here. Mm. So he actually had like a massive research center with hundreds of thousands of people that came he was an incredible man. Anyways, um, and they would all have incredible results. Same exact thing. And it was because this right here, this area, C1, C2, you can't see me. I'm pointing to the, my neck. She's, yeah, she's pointing the to top, her upper neck. Top of the neck, right where the base of the skull is at. Um, your head sits right there on top of your C1. And your brainstem, which is what controls all the autonomic aspects of your body, so the things you don't have to think about, your breathing, mm. your heart rate, blood pressure, all these things, um, is right there and the spinal cord comes out from underneath it and every nerve in your Thai body goes through those top two bones before they go to the rest of the body. Besides your cranial nerves, you know, the ones for your eyes, your nose, your mouth. Um, but even the ones that go back up to the top of the head go through those two before they come back up. Mm. So when I have someone coming in or like wanting to know about care, I'll explain how it's a little bit different because it's more nerve-based. So our focus is actually scanning the nervous system and seeing where their nerves are functioning Um, If it's at 100% or if there's some dysfunction there. Typically, when they're coming to see me, they already have symptoms. So usually it's a sign of dysfunction. What are some of the symptoms that you're commonly seeing? I mean, I know every patient's different. They're all kind of like, what's a pattern that you're seeing pretty frequently? A ton of migraines, um, (laughs) fibromyalgia, which is nerve pain, chronic pain. So someone who's had like neck, back, low back, even sciatic pain Mm. um, that's been there for longer than a month or two. 
or it's there and it goes away and comes back and goes away and they've had it for more than three or four months. That kind of a thing where it keeps coming back. Maybe they'll do some like treatment or PT or like general chiropractic and it kind of goes away, but it keeps coming back. Usually that's a sign of there's some other dysfunction in the nerves and you should check that actually. Um, a lot of times it's not something that people come in for, but gut bio issues, um, brain balance disorders, and a lot of like sleep, obviously sleep's a big factor too. Mm. Typically when someone's experiencing some of these other issues, they always have a, a tough time sleeping anyways, because your body heals best when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not healing, <laughs> it's hard to sleep well too. <laughs> so usually they'll come in for something, but then they'll notice while they're going through care that they feel a lot more relaxed. They're able to calm down quicker. If they get worked up, they're mm. able to sleep better. They don't react as much um, because you have what's called your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Have you heard of them? I've heard the terms, but do not ask me to define <laughs> that. So go ahead. Sympathetic is like fight or flight. You've okay. probably heard of that, the right? Sympathetic? Yeah, the sympathetic system. Mm-hmm. So these are the, the ways that your body works neurologically. Mm-hmm. So you're either in that sympathetic state where you're ready to fight or, or run. Right. Or you're going to be able to drop into rest and digest is like the, the nickname for it when you're parasympathetics are working and that's kind of like all the back end stuff. So digestive system issues are very common when someone has a high level of cortisol issues going on and they're Mm. always on that like sympathetic state and they're always on edge, stressed, anxious, especially (laughs) they go hand in hand and it's because the nerves aren't functioning at hundred percent the way they're supposed to. So the intention with this care is to get the body to be able to function the way it's supposed to, because then the body's going to be able to heal. I'm sure you've seen like, um, a little kid when they get a cut and the, like the cut's gone the next day. Instantly. I remember that. I used to heal so much faster. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yep. Versus someone like in their eighties and it just, festers like the wound never really goes away kind of a thing that's the nerves so the nerves are i call it like your information highway your brain sends signals to the rest of the body and the body back up to the brain via the nervous system Mm. so if you're having a traffic jam like on the five or something (laughs) it's the signals aren't making it the way they're supposed to or when you're like experiencing chronic pain pain uh is called nociception the way that the brain perceives pain and it's your body sending that same signal repeatedly because there's dysfunction and it's trying to tell you hey there's something wrong Mm -hmm. and if it's not getting addressed it's not gonna stop sending that signal and not heal itself exactly yeah it's amazing what the body can do it is we walk around completely clueless totally (laughs) and we're like we yeah it's the most incredible organism in the entire world i think so complex exactly so complex and we don't really know all of the ins and outs of it but um we have done a ton of research into it Mm. and we know like how important the nervous system is it's like the foundation i'm sure have you heard of christopher reeves I have, but I'm not extremely fluent. You know, I, yeah. He was Superman, the actor who played Superman. Oh, yes. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. And he had, um, what, what? Horse accident. Yes. That's right. He only broke one bone. Can you guess which bone? No. So he was completely paralyzed. His whole body was completely shut off, didn't work because of this one bone that he broke. His C1. Oh, so, my. <laughs> top bone right there. Because that broke, nothing underneath worked because wow. it, it hit the spinal cord. So none of the signals were making it. And because of this one bone, he couldn't move his toe. He ended up dying from a staph infection, which is a simple immune response because your immune's not working if mm. it's not getting the signals, which is what your nerves do. They control and coordinate everything in the body. Mm. 
So clearly, I don't know much about Christopher Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> people here, people listening, are like, "How do you not know Batman?" Totally. Come on, guy. Wait, Christopher Reeves, Superman or Superman? He's excuse like the me. old Superman. Superman. He's yeah, the yeah. older Superman. Yeah, that's right. That's why people like our age and above are kind of like on the cusp. They know, and anyone on, on younger, no. you're probably younger than me, are like, what? "I have no clue." Who? I have no clue. You're probably younger. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big. You know what? I'm not a big superhero fan. Not too much. When I was younger, I would watch a fair amount of stuff, but I was way more into watching sports and yeah. And like, are you a not, big hockey fan? You know what? It's been something I've gotten into while I was in college. I had a roommate who was really big into hockey, and he got me into it. And so it's fun. It's aggressive and it's fast paced. And I'm a big <laughs> so mixed fast. martial arts fan. Oh, I yeah. used to compete in MMA and. I still train jujitsu and compete in jujitsu. And so watching sports where there's some, some contact, it's fun. Yeah. Aggression with it. So I was not a big, there are some good Marvel movies and stuff like that, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a a big action. Even now, even with those Marvel movies that recently came out. Mm, Sorry. I'm not the best with it. It's okay. (laughs) I forgive you. (laughs) But you are clearly. Um, I mean, I just use that as an example because <laughs> okay. because it's it's something that people can resonate with. They totally. understand like, okay, yeah, he was paralyzed, nothing worked, but this one bone was the the reason. Like that blows minds. Well, there's no <laughs> doubt. I mean, there's a ton of like we're pretty fragile. Like we can endure a lot, but it only takes something like that to really throw you off and be married to a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Just yeah. really unfortunate. Yeah. But sometimes you can have a break and you'd be fine. I have totally. patients that have broken that before. It totally just depends on how it affects the nervous system and the spinal cord. So everyone's completely different mm-hmm. in how it affects. Yeah. Wow. So our bodies are incredible and yeah. resilient, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. and very adaptive as long as the nerves are working. <laughs> if they're not. If. As long as the nerves right. are working, you're good, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's so, crazy. So usually when someone comes in, we'll see what their baseline of health looks like. Mm-hmm. We'll do that scan. So we have a test to verify if someone's a candidate even before we start to make sure that it's not going to waste their time. Because I do have some people, we'll jump on a call, we'll talk, they'll come in, we'll scan, and it's actually, their nerves are fine. It's a musculoskeletal issue. Mm-hmm. So then I'll send them somewhere else because I only want someone who's actually going to heal with this, you know, who is going to benefit and help. And based off that scan, we'll say, okay, yeah, if you're a candidate, then we're going to do some neurological and orthopedic testing. We'll do some biomechanical x-rays. We want to see specifically where the root problem is mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, where their baseline is and know what it's going to take the, to get them back to that full level of health. And when they come in, we'll say, okay, this is the game plan. This is what I'm expecting in terms of how many visits within how much time frame to get your body to stabilize and hold for a month and a half with their adjustments. And uh, the adjustments vary specific and objective, and we're measuring before and after every single visit. Um, if they do need an adjustment, we'll adjust. We'll scan first, adjust, rest them for about 20. We have this like zero gravity chair. Have you ever sat in one? No, I've not. Really comfy. No. Resting suite in the back with like good lavender smells and good music. <laughs> like people nap in there every time. And then we'll scan again after, and we can objectively measure how their body's responding to the care. Oh which I think is the most important part. Because if you're not measuring something, how do you know how it's progressing? How do you know if you're correcting it? How do you know if you're fixing anything? So that's how we're able to get people to the point where they're not just feeling changes because feeling is different than function. We're measuring the function and then they're going to start feeling and noticing changes too. Hmm. But when you're actually addressing function, it's a lot easier and you're a lot more effective with care. 
Yeah. And I think from like the patient's standpoint, they want to know that like, hey, things are getting better other mm-hmm. than like, hey, I feel better. But like we are little by little getting better here. Totally. So Yeah. yeah. And yeah. usually in the beginning, they'll notice like sleeping better or some shifts frequently. Um, they come in for a specific thing, like maybe migraines, mm. uh, but they might have other secondary issues like skin eczema issues or like gut bio issues. Um, I had someone coming in for migraines, but she also had like acid reflux. And after a month, her acid reflux was gone, but it took two months for her migraines to go away. And it's because the body was focusing on fixing the parasympathetic issue it was experiencing before fixing the migraines. So I like people to know like, hey, we're obviously addressing what you're coming in for, but we're addressing the nerves as a whole, Mm -hmm. not just this one symptom. Very cool. So you're taking a very holistic approach to the whole thing. You want to look at the whole thing. Right. Yes. And we specialize in the nerves. And I think that that's the foundation for getting things to be in a good place. But sometimes we'll partner with other practitioners in the area and do because I'm not a nutritionist by any means or a gut specialist. But if they're having other secondary issues like that, once we get the nerve nervous system foundation set, then we'll add in working with that as well. So we do a lot of collaboration with other practitioners. I have a connection, a gal that I went to high school with, who's actually specialized in, in all that gut health and the whole diet diet side of things. And yeah. I'll have to get you connected with her. She's cool. very, very thorough. And, um, she's been, she's been doing a lot. She's all over social media. She's got a ton of clients right now. And so I think you, Did guys you go to school in Poway. No, I was actually an East County kid for a while. And then we moved out here to Point Loma, La Jolla area. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, as a surfer kid, I grew up on the water all the time anyway. So mm. we were always over here, even though we were like 25 minutes away, we'd always just drive over the coast and hang out. So nice. Yeah. You, it's too beautiful for sure. But there's a lot of beautiful areas out in East County out in Hamul too. Really? Um, tons of hiking. I know you like to hike yeah. and stuff. There's tons of hiking, mountain biking and way more space. Yeah. Way more <laughs> space. Like out here, it feels like everyone's a little bit more yeah. on top of each other. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, what kind of, you know, on your website, you talk about outreach, you've done some mission stuff, like Mm -hmm. talk about that. And that was another thing that really inspired you, right? I mean, to kind of get deeper into what you do and. Yeah. So the, um, company I work with the specific, the owners had a huge heart, um, actually kind of established the legislation within El Salvador Mm -hmm. because they didn't really have legislation around what chiropractic was. Um, and they've been doing mission trips for over 10 years there. Um, usually twice, twice a year until COVID <laughs> to, I know, um, which was really incredible because it wasn't just like that mission trip where you go and then you leave and mm. don't have any, anything to sustain it. They had chiropractors there that would still see the people that we had seen while we were there for that week, um, while we were gone. And then we would set up at the exact same place six months later, we'd see the same people again. Mm. And it was incredible. It, hundreds of people. And it was really cool to see within just because we were there for a week, within a week, how much change happened for each of those people. They were coming in getting checked daily, Mm. not getting adjusted daily, but getting checked to make sure that they were holding stabilized. And within just a short week, we could see like decrease in swelling in locations. Like literally it sounds outrageous, but someone walking in bent over and walking out totally upright. And we're only adjusting these top two right here. (laughs) Like, Mm. because 
pain um, and inflammation, all these things, again, go back to the nervous system. So it was really cool to see that. And we'd work in orphanages, which was really impactful because a lot of times, especially in that kind of a country, um, it's kids that aren't wanted that are sent there. And so we saw a lot of kids like autistic um, on the spectrum and one, I don't, I don't have the video, but one of my colleagues that was there, um, adjusted a kid and then the kid started talking. It was the first time he'd ever spoken. Wow. It was like, I get chills. I get chills. I, yeah, it's incredible because it's, I mean, I see a lot of, exactly. I see a lot of, um, brain balance issues because, uh, what happens is your, your body senses your external sensory um, including like proprioception, which is like how you know where your body's at in space and sends those signals up to the brain. But if there's a, a blockage and it's not getting those signals, then the brain's getting a lot decreased synaptic changes happening. And especially when we're adjusting these top two bones right here, they're attached to what's called your SOT muscles, suboccipital muscles, and they have 80% of your body's mechanoreceptors, which is what controls the proprioception Um, reaction. So when you're having an adjustment to this area, it's causing massive synaptic change in the brain. Um, and yeah, it's, you just see life's change. I love it. I love seeing how passionate you are. (laughs) The whole purpose of bringing on who are passionate about what they do. That's so cool. How, like right now, I know MS is a difficult thing and there's a lot of people out there with MS and Mm -hmm. and they suffer suffer from like vertigo as well. and, And so on. Like, are you, seeing people come in for that as well too and yes that um parkinson's and it's not that we're correcting or healing any of those but we're helping their nervous system function at the ultimate level that it can Mm. so that it can deal with it well and we've seen patients um have i've had a patient coming in uh basically not really able to walk very much they were in, in a wheelchair and then getting them to the point where they're able to walk with a cane and then getting them to the point where they're like able to walk Mm. And it's, it's not that we're correcting and getting rid of them. Yeah, they're not at all. like running a marathon the next day here, but they are. They we're are just giving better. them a better quality of life, right? Right. And that's what it's about. Sustaining, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And vertigo. Um, I mean, it depends on what the root problem is. You know, if it's a crystal issue, then that's something different. But if it's a nerve issue, and and we're addressing it, and because you said you have vertigo, no, no. Oh, you're just asking about vertigo. Yeah, but yeah. I got. We'll I see got, changes I with got that a family too. Member that does and so mm-hmm. it's been tough yeah yeah it's miserable for sure i, I mean, had a bout of it once really yeah for only like an hour or two <laughs> it was yeah, the scary thing is is that i've heard crazy stories where people like i have another friend of mine who literally just woke up and like was completely out of whack just balance mm. unbalanced mm. stumbling all over the place and it's scary because it comes out of nowhere it's not like you know, you fell or right. something like that. It's just something that kind of happened. And it could be, I mean, like I said, it could be a crystal thing. It could be vestibular. It could be cerebellum. So you have to pinpoint where the issue is. What do you mean is. by crystal thing? You have crystals in your ears. Oh, um, okay. I know it sounds silly. And like, they're like tiny little, they call them crystals in the tubes. Uh-huh. And you have like, I don't know how to describe it, but you have tubes that kind of go like this way. So uh-huh. there's this maneuver called Epley's Maneuver. Practitioners do it. PTs do it. Like a lot of people will do it. And if if it is a crystal issue and they do that maneuver, it basically helps it get in the right place. So they're supposed to be in a certain place in the tubes, but sometimes they can kind of like get into the so wrong it's a space. Issue with misalignment, essentially, that's causing. Yeah, of like those crystals those, within those the tubes, air. So it yeah. wouldn't be like an adjustment thing. It would be doing Epley's maneuver and seeing 
how that it's helps. almost like an ear adjustment. It, yeah, it, it's kind of like a positional changing. <clears throat> yeah. So you're like just getting the person to a certain position and you're holding it for about a minute each location and uh-huh. basically just trying to get that crystal back in the right spot. Interesting. Um, yeah. I saw a video recently, someone doing an ear adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do? I've seen that before too. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean, it looks like it would be like it provides some relief, but I feel like it would be just it's almost kind of just a cracking of sorts. I don't know. Um, I, mean, I know it, it's all cartilage at the end of the day, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But you could hear like in the video, like a crack. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. So like, I don't know what that does, but it looks interesting. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to reposition a tube or something. Maybe. Was it a kid? No, it was an no. adult. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy world. <laughs> it is. The chiropractic world. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's so many, like, I feel that especially here in the U S we're so dependent on just the typical Western sort of medicine of things and not knocking Western medicine, not knocking any of that by any means, but we can become very dependent on painkillers, pain Mm. relievers, this, that, the other. And instead I feel like there's been a big shift where people are looking for an, an alternative, like, acupuncture chiropractic more yoga more this more, more preventative that. are you yeah. seeing that right now like more there's just more demand for that i mean where we are too i think has a big factor <laughs> yeah i don't know if someone in, in ohio California. would be very receptive of that or right. like you know somewhere in the middle of america i may be wrong but i think you're right i think there's a, a little bit of a shift i mean i've seen ads on youtube for like forward medicine and it and there's a huge shift towards like functional neurology and it's it's um, unfortunately, a lot of the Western medicine, it's either like putting something in the body, medicine pills, or taking something out surgery. Mm. And those are really excellent when necessary, but I see it as more of like a tertiary, like last result. Let's try to do something that's less invasive first and see if that works. Preventative. More preventative, yeah. right. And also just like starting out in a more preventative space so you don't get to that point, you know, like instead of focusing on taking this pill because now you're a diabetic type two, maybe like fix your diet so you don't get to that point kind of a thing. Yeah, I've seen a shift with that. And I think the issue too is like, you know, I have experience going to Italy. And so like the Italian population, they are not shy of going to the doctor compared to here. Really? What do you uh, mean? Like- they are very vigilant about going, getting checkups, getting blood work done. Oh, interesting. Going, seeing their doctor frequently. And the doctors mm. out there do not push, like, not even a, a, a quarter of the amount of pills and treatments and so on. They're mm. way more holistic. They want to know what's going on in the household. Like, wh- what do you do for fun? Like, they want to get an Emotional component, right, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think here in the U.S., the issue is that, and even for myself, it's like, I went to the dermatologist yesterday, for instance, like... I was like, how much is this going to cost me this time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's the cost component and mm. and which shies people away from wanting to be curious about their body and taking care of it. Mm. I have seen kind of like what I was just mentioning, more of a um, shift in terms of how you approach the doctor. It was like a monthly subscription now mm. and you can go whenever you want and talk to them whenever you want. And it's just a monthly really? subscription. So it's like, there's no sh- sticker shocker of like, it's going to cost this much. <laughs> how much? Um, so I think there is a shift within the medical um, community of trying to present and address the population in a different way. Mm-hmm. That's not so like old school when it's broken, fix it. Yeah. Like, 
let's try to do something else to reach people quicker and sooner and have more of a, like you said, blood test checking and doing uh, more than just a physical that you typically do once a year with your doctor. Yeah, again, and like I'm not an expert here by any means. Like I'm probably I probably sound like a complete idiot in this, but I from what I know and from what I can see is that when you have doctors that are so tied to insurance agencies, they are spending more time doing paperwork and less yeah. time in front of the the patient. the patient. I mean, it's like they're in, they're out. They're in, they're out. It's like you can't actually spend a solid 30, 45 minutes with the doctor. Cause it's, you always seem like, it always feels like there's like a schedule. They got to be on. And there's so much paperwork. Cause they, they got, so, yeah, I, not to, um, not to diss anyone, but I get two to three calls a week of people saying I've given up hope. I've been told it's all in my head or I've been told I'm crazy or I've been told like they don't look at me. They didn't even look at my back. Like they, people are tired of how they're being treated within mm. that system. And, Interesting. and when they see me, it's a little bit longer, especially the first few appointments and they have more of a like personal connection. And it's not just, uh, not to say that this is the case for any other doctor, but it's, it's more than just a number or a time slot for right. a person. Like they're going to see me, I'm also seeing them way more frequently. I'm not just seeing them when they're sick at the sickest or like every few months. Cause right. that's the only time they can get booked into my schedule. Um, but I do get, I've gotten two to three calls a week with that exact thing of, yeah, I'm, I, it's kind of crazy what, what they say that the doctors have told them. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe someone would tell you that. Yeah. And by no means are, is this like a stab at doctors or anything like not that? Not at all. I just think the system in general, it's like, I think everyone can agree. It's just not very efficient right now. I don't think it's been efficient for a very long time. Yeah. I think we're kind of in a tumultuous area where it's going to become better, but it just, it's the whitewash area. It's not comfortable right now. They know that there's going to be a shift of some kind. And I have a friend who's um, in the Bay Area, and he's working on trying to make a better transition within the medical model of helping it be smoother and a better relationship with patients. And yes, I agree. There's a lot to correct. And they have. I mean, the, there's a rise in the telehealth. You know, you have a variety of companies out there, not to name any of them, but um, that are doing their best to make themselves more available to patients mm -hmm. from your home. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So there, there is that, but there's I, a transition. There's a transition going on for sure to try to make the relationship between clients and doctors much more personable, you know? Yeah. Which is huge. So that's awesome. So what do you like to do for fun? It's beautiful San Diego. Yeah. From Florida. I've traveled Be outside. The yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, Hawaii was incredible. If, I could live anywhere in the world again, besides San Diego, obviously. <laughs> Where in Hawaii were you again? <laughs> On Kauai. Oh, okay. Beautiful. So, yeah, love the Garden Kauai. Island. It was incredible. Oh, so beautiful. Lots of adventure. I would love. I wish there were more waterfalls here. I would go find <laughs> waterfalls if I, I could. There's like what one? There's one. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> that I three sisters. Um, is it? Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? I think it's called Three Sisters. The Three Sisters Waterfall. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, hiking. I used to play a lot of beach volleyball. It's how my husband and I met playing volleyball. That's cool. Which is fun. That's awesome. I haven't played as much since I had my daughter, but <laughs> <laughs> busy. Yeah, busy. Business and just probably having to be a teacher at the same time too with all the COVID stuff as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. That um and yeah. Business and family life kind of takes over a lot. Yeah. So 
We're doing Temecula today. We're going to go and do a winery. That's fun. fun. Yeah. So That's very cool. We try to get out and be outside as much as possible. I love being outside. Yeah. I would, I would live agree. outside if I could. <laughs> I know. I know. Especially nowadays with like the way work is, people are so constrained to their chairs and their computers. And, and a sitting position all the time. Which is crazy. My cousin out in Italy she married a chiropractor and they do like retreats and education and adjustments and this, that, cool. the other. And his thing is like the, like sitting is the new, like smoking. I mean, I think it's what three hours a day of sitting is a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. Who doesn't do that? Oh, I do <laughs> three or four times that a day. <laughs> right. And here I am on a Saturday sitting down more. Agreed. I, I know. love it. I at least have a standing desk in my office. I try to sit. I have a standing desk too, but I always resort to sitting down. <laughs> it's, it's more a, comfortable. It's an addiction. Just uh, like, you know what? This feels a little bit more comfortable. Let me easier. sit down. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> so for someone that took a lot out of this they want to come visit you where should they go how should they get the the engagement started with you and everything yeah else? website's a good place to start okay. um it's the specific.com and then you can find our location san diego or san diego.thespecific.com both work um we're also on facebook and on instagram and on all social medias no i think just those two actually <laughs> um a little bit on tiktok and we have a phone number 858 Eight five nine zero five three zero. Really easy. It also is a text, so people can call or text online. Though they can schedule a time to come in for a consult, or typically it's call and see if this is actually something that would be a good fit first. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to waste time with them. If if they have something else going on, we're not going to say, okay, you should come in for thirty minutes just for us to tell you you don't actually need to come in. You know, <laughs> not waste anyone's <laughs> time here. And they exactly. can directly book an appointment with you through that scheduling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very yeah, good. there is actually another doctor who just came into the office, Dr. Rich. Um, so there's an option to pick Dr. Casey or Dr. Rich. And so right now it's just you two? Yeah. Awesome. Right now it's just us two. We might have another doctor coming in um, beginning of next year. Sweet. That's mm-hmm. very good. I know. It's exciting. Well, f- thanks for coming on, sharing. It's very clear that what you're doing is very special. You're helping out a lot of people so that they can live their best lives. And so I love just seeing the passion and it's been excellent having you on. Thanks for having me. This was a treat. Awesome.